Welcome to the Athletes Mindset Academy podcast, where we help gymnastics coaches and parents develop happy, healthy athletes who know how to win. Let's get started. Hello and welcome everyone to our series conversations with coaches and today we are talking about failure. Uh, this month we're still working on goals and on you know, you, you set your goal at the beginning of January often, and then usually forget it a week later, but we really want to equip you to actually go after your goal your entire year. And so this month we've been talking about that. And today we're talking about failing your way to success. So I'm just going to open it up. Um, anybody want to jump in and give me their thoughts on why failure is important and, and really what failure is and why it's necessary for success. I think it's often the thing that prohibits us from trying to go after big goals. And it's usually the thing that stops us. Um, so anyone feel free to jump in. Hmm. Sorry, let me introduce us. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm Coach Stacy, and the four of us are the owners and founders of Athletes Mindset Academy. So we've got Coach Ryan, Coach Amy, and Coach Allie here, and we're all here to just have a fun little quick conversation. So Ryan, why don't you start? Well, I was just thinking as you were talking, what things have I failed with? And I'm like, oh my gosh, talk about everything, business, personal um, you know, we think we fail all the time with our kids or we don't show up on the court. One day we're doing awesome and the next day we're doing terrible. We just, you know, I, failure isn't necessarily a failure. Um, I learn every single day when I, I, that word failure just bugs me, but I love the fact that I can learn from everything that I do, regardless of whether it is a good outcome or a bad. Um, tell, so, tell me what bugs you about it. <laughs> it just bugs me because it's not a failure. It really isn't. As hard as you might try on something, you may not succeed at it, or it may not have the outcome that you are expecting, but it's the outcome that was supposed to happen for whatever was supposed to be in your life at that time. Um, so, you know, they always say that there's no accidents in life and everything that we do, we can learn from. So whether that's something that didn't happen the way that we projected it or the way that per we perceived it to happen doesn't mean that it's wrong. Yeah. Doesn't mean that it's a failure. And I can learn and I can grow from everything that I do every single day. It's just your perception. So that's my part. So <laughs> I'll, an experience that I'll, I have a, a micro failure is... Um, and I think it's important that I, to like define the word. And so, you know, failure just means something that you set out to do an action or an accomplishment that you don't achieve. Mm -hmm. um, and so the, the, the thing is, is like, you don't achieve it until you achieve it. Mm -hmm. So along the way, mm -hmm. you don't achieve, you fail, you don't achieve, you fail, you don't achieve, you fail. And then you achieve it. And I think that the reason why the word bugs us or why the word stops us is because we make the, the, the one time mean the final, you know, yeah. like I failed today. So that means I failed at this completely. Like 
it's done. Um, instead of being like, okay, today I didn't achieve it. I learned some information that now I can take on to achieve the next, or I can try again tomorrow. So those of you who have been listening know that uh, my goal for January was to do um, 30 days of yoga. And so I did a good, strong 10 days and then <laughs> I stopped. <laughs> yeah. And I have tried year after year to do this 30 days of yoga. And I usually end up somewhere around day eight, day nine, seven, somewhere in there. That's I stop. And then I make it mean that I failed at doing 30 days of yoga. And so I don't continue on. So this time I decided like, I want to finish those 30 days and I'm not going to make the fact that they weren't consecutive mean that I failed. Ultimately, I just, I failed at the consecutive part and that's okay. I can pick back up and I can keep going and I can do it again until I, you know, finish this 30 day yoga journey. And so I got back on the mat yesterday and that was like, for me, that was a huge success because like, doing it again after I perceive that I failed is has been what stopped me before from getting back on. And then really from doing yoga for the whole year. Cause I, I, my back feels so much better when I do yoga. My actual goal is to do yoga a couple times a week all the time. Right. My goal isn't, I have to do yoga every single day, no matter what. And so I'm actually succeeding at my ultimate goal. If I get back on the mat and I'm, and I'm failing at my ultimate goal when I give up. And so like getting back on and, and doing it again was right. to me a, a huge success. And I did it honestly, because I'm teaching this stuff because I'm like, okay, failure at get, doing it consecutively didn't mean that I failed altogether. Um, and so I'm ready to jump in. And also I had gotten a group of, of girlfriends together and said, Hey, you guys want to do this together. Let's encourage each other. And one of them had gotten on and she's like, Hey, I know some of you have kind of fallen off the bandwagon, but I just want to remind you that like doing it for any reason, even if it's not consecutive, it's still worth it. I'm like, yeah. And so having those people in it with me also helped me remember that like that small failure wasn't forever. Well, in you can still do it consecutively. I can still do 30 days. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like who cares if it's now, okay. A little bit into February that you're doing it. Who says you can't do 30 days consecutively. Yeah. So there's still options. Mm -hmm. There's still goals that you can reach. It doesn't mean you can never do 30 days again. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I love Stacy that you brought out the uh, kind of the definition of failure. And when I was reading through failure a while ago, I, I read that it's just a missed expectation or a missing required action piece of a required action. And I think that there's a very, there's a lot of power in words. And a lot of us take what, when Ryan says, I hate that word, it's because I think it has a lot to do with personalizing it to, I am a failure, which yeah. is never true. Cause there's not, there's no such thing as being a failure. And so the power of that word, if it's something that doesn't feel right, another, Ryan said, another kind of synonym is learning. And another one I like is the scientific method, because that's, we can all relate to that in school. The scientific method is tell me what your hypothesis is. Go ahead and try it out. See how it works. Collect some data. Oh, it didn't work. So what are we going to change? So that's essentially another way of looking at the same word. And if one doesn't work for you, there's never such a thing as I am a failure. You, you can't be. I mean, you didn't even create you. How can you call yourself a failure when all of a sudden you just have this brain and this amazing body and this thing that gets to do things that are cool? That's not yours to become a failure. You don't have that 
really right because you're 100% of worth. And that wasn't even your choice to make that. So there's no such thing in my head. But when we shift the, the term to, well, there's the scientific method. What did I do today at practice? And what did I learn from it? And what am I going to do with the data that I've collected? Then it's totally a different ballgame. And one of the things that I, as far as my experience was, I have two teammates who we all tried out for the national team the same time at the same qualifying meet. Two of them made it. I didn't. So I went to a second qualifying, you know, six months later, you have to wait for a while to be able to try, try again. I didn't make it the second time. And I'm like, whoa, there's how, how come they made it so easy? So then there's the comparison. And when we compare, then our expectations are not the same as somebody else's. And on a, in a sport, one of the beautiful things about sports, we don't go to the Olympics. We don't watch sports because everybody performs at their, the top that they expect their top to be every single time. We watch sports because there's the, um, the, the variables, what's going on today for this person. And that's the beautiful thing about sports. You get to know and you get to learn, you get to understand, be compassionate with you each day. So yeah, the third time I made it and it's so fun. Mm. But had I made that be the only thing that I was happy about, then I don't know that it would have been easy to make it the third time if I felt like I was a failure going with the social definition of failure the first two times. I would have felt terrible going into the third time. Like, you know, I hope it's anyways, or being angry. I, yeah, took me three times, took my two, two mates to one time. And I just think about the, the shifting of the phrase. When you find that that word doesn't resonate with you, toss it, release it. You don't have yeah. to keep it as part of your vocabulary. And I think redefining it. I, exactly. I think like, I think it's so much more about redefining it because you know, it's just that, like, I think about sore muscles, like most athletes know, like they're like, Oh, I'm so happy that I'm sore today because I yeah. know it means like I'm making progress, right? Like I had a good workout and like, we, we know that when our muscles are sore, it means like we, they're literally rebuilding, you know, and they're literally getting stronger. And so though we don't like the feeling of being sore, we like the feeling of being sore because we know what it means. And I think if we could, but I think a lot of people who aren't athletes make being sore mean that something went wrong, mm -hmm. that they shouldn't have worked out that they, you know, now I'm sore. And so they don't want to do it again. But I think like when you're an athlete and you're used to that, you've redefined what being sore means. Right. And so oh, I think if you can 100%. redefine failure in the same way, like, Oh, I failed at that. I didn't meet my expectations. Okay. That means I'm learning. I'm getting stronger. I'm figuring it out. And, and that's good. I'm excited that I did it because it means I'm one failure closer to the time in which I get it. You know, like I fell that I fell another time. That means I'm one try closer to succeeding at this. And I think if we were able to redefine failure in that similar way where we made it mean progress is being made and it doesn't, it's not enjoyable and that's okay. It doesn't have to be enjoyable, but it means something good is happening. Um, I think then that could really redefine that. So I want to ask you guys, I know we have a lot of coaches that listen to us. And so talking to coaches, how do you, as a coach, you know, all of us here have been both athlete and coach. So as a coach, how could you set up workouts, set up how you talk to your athletes to help make failure a, a normal and necessary part of the process instead of something 
negative? Like what are ideas mm-hmm. that you guys have or things that have worked for you in the past? Got a great one. Uh, oh, you do. Go for it, Ryan. <laughs> okay. So as a coach, there are a couple of things you want to remember. And Amy's going to connect right up with this because we've just been learning about it. Okay. The power of words that Amy had mentioned before, how you say something is totally going to connect or resonate with your athletes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me give you an example. And this is something that Amy will relate right with. Okay. How about, you know, that was good. You did good. That was good. Okay. Just that word. Good. We're just going to focus on it. That was good. Or you can say that was good. Okay. The feeling that you put behind the word is going to create the feeling inside your athlete. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what the word is, put the feeling behind it and it will create the feeling inside of them. Whatever that word might be fantastic, fabulous. Try again. You did good. You did great. Not so good that time. Let's try again. You know, whatever it is, put emphasis, feeling, and emotion behind the word, and it will make them feel better about what you're saying. It's kind of like the thing, everything's better when you sing. So sing your, sing your praise to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but praise love- them regardless. Right, right. Along with what Ryan just said, I have one more thought with that. And Allie, I'm sure you have some great ideas too, is um, the questions that you use, let them answer themselves. So instead of telling them what to change, ask them what they think they want to change. How did it feel? What do you think? And let them self-coach. I think that's a huge thing that uh, I always waited for the coach to tell me what was wrong. Well, I'm waiting for the coach. Why are you waiting for the coach? Why don't you just, so I think a lot of the times for the coaches to be able to put the responsibility back on the athlete so that they can see that you trust them. I think it shows a lot of, Hey, I, I know you've got mm-hmm. this. And again, with the tone and inflection and what do you think you need to change? Cause usually at the certain level for any athletics, they've got the, they've got the basics and they have to be able to feel the little minor tweaks to be able to get to the next level. Yeah. I'm a big fan of them coaching themselves. I do that a lot. Like, oh, what do you think was different on that one? Um, but I do get a lot of athletes, even right now, I'm still doing some coaching. It's really fun. And um, when they do a good one, let's say they do a really good one. And then they do one that's not as great because they're trying to make a change to make it even better. Then they feel like they've completely failed and there's no way and they're not going to be able to make that change anymore and not be able to do that. And so sometimes I do even like to phrase it in a way of like, if you never tried that, how would you learn? Like you want to get to this great one. So you can stay okay and do it exactly the same every turn. That's totally fine. Or you can make some changes that are going to, maybe it's going to be a little different or a little awkward until you figured it out. And then you're going to have an amazing turn. So would you rather go through some of these failures to get an amazing turn or just stay average the whole time? And so, and when they look at it in that perspective of, oh, these are like my two options, I'm going to be uncomfortable making changes or uncomfortable never being able to do my full potential, then I'd rather just make some changes until I can get it right. Love that. Uh, I think, um, I think another one is like, I I love that too, Allie. I, I think because that's, that's actually the point, right? It's the, like the, the reason that you're failing is to learn how to do something you don't know how to do yet. Mm-hmm. And so in order to get there, you have to keep trying until you get it. Um, but I think the other one is using punishment when failure happens. So whether that's like, 
you know, strength and conditioning, flexibility, or whether that's even just like, like I was coaching someone, she was like, yeah, my, my, um, my coach said that if I missed this shot, that, um, I had to buy the whole team fries. And so, and she missed it. And so then like, she spent the whole rest of the practice trying to redeem herself to not have to buy the whole team fries. And she, as she was telling me the story, like she was just so focused on the fact that she had to buy the whole team fries and she felt defeated and frustrated. And like, when you feel defeated and frustrated, you're not going to then go better. And so as a coach, I think we grew up in, we have learned our society says like, try to make them fear the outcome of not doing it right more than the thing that they're doing, but it, it doesn't work well. It works okay to a level, which is why we do it. But what would work so much better is helping to have them have a feeling of positivity so that they go into the next mm-hmm. try from this feeling of like, I can do it. I believe in myself. I'm learning instead of, oh crap, I messed up. And now I'm dreading this punishment that I'm going to have to do. And so I think like stopping this idea of using either conditioning, like we want them to love conditioning because of what it does for their body, not see it as a punishment of something that they have to do when they get it wrong. And we want them to love failing. Like if they loved failing because they believed it was the way and the pathway to get the thing right. So how can you help them to love failing? Well, it's not going to be by punishing them every time they fail. It's going to be by like, maybe you actually, you know, like you punish them when they don't fail because they didn't try anything new. Okay. I'm never a believer in punishment. So I'm not saying that, Uh, but, you know, maybe it's that you actually reward them when they try something new, but then they, they fail at getting it right. But they, they tried, they put in the effort, they did the thing that you were asking them. Um, And I know the thing that frustrates coaches the most is when they fail to make a correction, like when they won't try that new thing. But again, coming back to they're, they're not trying because they're afraid they're going to fail. And so making them more afraid of failing by punishing them for it is not going to get you where you want them to go. And so how can you really make failing um, something that is positive and something that you reward and something that they then want to do? And how can you help them feel this like positive energy instead of this fear? And I think that you'll see your athletes are eventually able to respond to that so much better than they ever responded to doing something so they wouldn't be punished. Stacy, I actually love that. I brought in Hershey Kisses, Hershey Kisses the other day, actually, and I didn't reward for them making their skills. I rewarded for them making the change we asked. Like, nice. all you have to do is open your hips. If you do that, I don't care. You can fall. You can do whatever else, but you have to do make the change. And then usually yes. at the end, it actually made it better. So, and then they're like, oh, <laughs> I made that correction that you asked me. It actually worked. Like, yeah, yeah that's why I asked. For that. I know. I'm like, I promise most of the things I'm telling you are to make your life easier. Anyways, the change is hard, but the result is easier. Yeah. Like, but here, make a change and you get a Hershey kiss. And that was like one of the most productive practices ever. <laughs> it was I so love fun. that idea. I love that idea. I, I think that's amazing. Well, so the same, just with you... that. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Ryan. Go ahead, Amy. Go ahead. The only thing I was going to say that that is another thing for the coaches to think about too, is, Hey, give yourself a Hershey kiss when Mm. you change the way you're coaching. 
I love it. <laughs> right? Reward yourself. This yeah. change is hard. Yeah. What yeah. were you going to say, Ryan? So has anybody ever lost their car keys? Every day. Well, of course. All, all the time. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> Allie, I love it. Every day. My boyfriend so, got me a tile for Christmas. One of those things that you put perfect. on your car key so you can like. Yes. Beep, beep. Yep. Yeah. So what happens when you lose your car keys? You're going to go find them. You're going to go search. You for look, them. right? You yeah. look and you look and you look. And then all of a sudden you're going to be late for work. So you look even worse and more, more frantically. And now you're, you're operating over fear and, or the kids are late for school and no, 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 no. All these things are happening. I've got to find my car keys. Okay, what happens when you find your car keys? They're right in front of your face. Stop looking. <laughs> you stop, you stop looking for them, right? But usually they're right there. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so what happens when you succeed? You you stop. I'm trying to I'm you trying to follow. <laughs> you stop trying. Oh, yeah. Stop trying. So failure, not necessarily failing, but but not succeeding every day helps you to push to go farther, 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 harder, harder, harder. Mm. And as soon as you find your car keys or as soon as you master that skill, mm. you stop. You stop pushing yourself. Okay, that is you interesting. You stop pushing yourself. Mm. Yeah. So okay. it's just a fun analogy. So, and that's, and that would be a different kind of failure too. It's like, if you want to succeed that one time, sure, that's awesome. But if you want to actually be able to succeed consistently in games, mm -hmm. when the pressure's on, then you have to do it again and again and again mm -hmm. to, to build that up. That's yeah. Good. yeah. All right, guys, this has been fun. Um, so everybody listening, fail your way to success. Here's what we want you to do. Make a list of 25 fails this quarter. So January, February, March. Um, 25 fails towards worthy fails, things that you really tried genuinely to do towards your goal that you failed at because 25 failures, you're going to be a lot closer to that goal. And, um, and you're going to help train your brain that failure is, is something that you're trying to do, not something that you're trying to avoid. And so 25 fails between now and March, that's your challenge. You got it. All right, guys. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. We believe that you've got this, but we would love to help you in your athletic journey. We know you need to get maximum results in the shortest time possible. So we've created a program with short, effective lessons and coaching that you can fit between practice and the rest of life. We coach parents, coaches, and athletes in the mental and emotional health tools they need to create an environment for athletes to thrive. Invest in the one thing that will have the greatest impact on your success, your mind. Check us out at athletesmindsetacademy.com. Let's do this.